Utah Jazz knocked on the door in the second quarter, took a brief lead, and then Minnesota came at them and never relented. A blowout win for the Wolves is the story of the first night of the Jazz road trip. It's next on Postcast. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Time for postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone here in Minneapolis after the Jazz fell behind early. Minnesota led by 11 in the first. The Jazz rallied back to take a five-point lead against some incredible three-point shooting where they went on a 15-2 run with all five of them being threes. But then once things settled down, Minnesota put it back on the Jazz as they really unraveled badly at the end of the second quarter and then never regained their footing at all in this one. They went down by five and a half. They were down by 15 at the end of three, and we're down by 20 for most of the fourth quarter, which turned out to be a real throttling by the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Utah Jazz. This is not the first time the Wolves have done this this year, Ron. When they have been good, they've been really good. They led at 19 and a half against Atlanta. They led by 19 against Denver at the half. They, when they have been able to put it down, they have really put it down on people. Yeah, just wish it would have been a better fight there by the Jazz here tonight. I mean, the Jazz are a much better basketball team than shooting 29% in, in a quarter, uh, 38% there for, for the – for the night. Um, the Jazz get in trouble, I think, when they're over dribble, when they're trying to uh, break the defense down deep uh, off the dribble and, and driving into traffic. That's when they get into trouble. Um, as you mentioned a little earlier, the three-point shot kept them in the ballgame in that first half. Okay, let's go to that for a second because I think it's really important. Like, were the Jazz ever in this game or did they just get – they started the night – they had this weird three-point where they started the night, I think, 0 for 6 – on their three-point shooting, and then they made five of their next seven, and that brought them back into the game. Was that real, or is that just a bunch of shots? That is such a great point. I mean, that is such a great point because sometimes you can get on a little roll. Uh, You notice some of the threes that were made were deep. I mean, by marketing, I think he had three of them in that first. He had three of them in that first quarter. Then you had some onesies, but that was uh, just some shooting that probably – yeah, that probably was was wasn't reality, you know, for the most right. part, as far as them winning the basketball game. So Minnesota came in as the number one defensive team in the game, and the Jazz played the first half pretty well. They were one eleven offensive rating, which is right around average, and then it really fell off after that. Minnesota really put the clamps down in the third quarter. They scored thirty seven points. Jazz scored twenty seven, and the Jazz slowed down a little bit. The one that was surprising is that Minnesota's had a hard time scoring for the last two years. They were 21st and 23rd in the league offensively last year, 21st in the league this year. They scored at an alarming rate tonight. Their first quarter offensive rating was a 132. Their offensive rate in league average, by the way, is about 111. The best ever in the history of the game was a 119 last year by Sacramento. So just to put that in perspective, it was a 132 at the end of one quarter. It was a 125 at halftime. Mm. It was back to a 137 by the end of the third quarter. That means their offense in the third quarter had to average about 1.7 points every time they crossed half court. What is happening to the Jazz defensively? They must be a better defensive team. The, the Jazz must get better defensive. We talk, we harp, and we talk about the offense and what the offense is not doing. But, boy, you cannot win basketball games. You can't even stay in basketball games the way the Jazz uh, defended here tonight. Getting to Minnesota, you know, Carl Anthony Towns didn't start the season off last year. I think at the beginning right. of the year he was hurt. Played uh, 29 then, games all of last year. Yeah, and then you get Rudy Gobert, a, a player that's new to the team, them not knowing how to use him, you know, that type of thing. And and so I think right now with them being healthy defensively, yes, they're a very, very good basketball team. 
The Jazz are not. Um, Kessler, 21 minutes again tonight. I mean, we opened the broadcast really tonight basically impact. talking about Walker. Let's be honest. We yeah. opened the broadcast about Walker Kessler and Jordan Clarkson have to find a way to positively impact games. Walker yes. has gone. He's impacting a, sh- a shot or two less a game at the rim, but teams are now shooting above average against him instead of 14 percentage points less well. Jordan Clarkson came in in wins. He's shooting 46 percent. He's seven of 11 from three in wins. In losses, he came in shooting 32%. He goes 5 of 14 tonight. That's a little better than that's better than 32%, so that's positive. And he is 0 for 5 from 3, so he's now 4 of 25 from 3 in losses. They've got to, those are the, they've got, those guys have to pick it up. They're supposed to be your second, third best players. Got to continue to watch this team here. And I'm trying to pay as much attention to their execution with their offense and what they can get out of it when they do uh, more so than guys um, trying to break the defense down all the time and not getting, you know, not getting a lot of, when that happens, no, everyone's not involved. That means that Kessler's probably not involved. And, and if Kelly Olenek's on the floor, then he's not involved, you know, that, that type of thing. So I'd like to see the offense and what we see in practice sometimes, uh, See if that how that works going forward. Jazz only took 19 shots at the rim tonight out of 91 shots. The Jazz have been yeah. averaging 35% of their shots at the rim. So if you're wondering if Rudy Gobert had an impact tonight, oh, the answer is he was absolutely. mammothly important, as we saw so many times before. The Jazz above the breaks three-point shooting tonight was 8 of 34. Uh, the Jazz came in in the league tonight hitting 36% of those. They did not tonight. 8 of 34 and above the break threes, which... Uh, really stymied the offense from doing anything. If I remember correctly, they were averaging 54 points in the paint there as well. Yep. So that's, You mentioned that in the uh, little quick preview yeah. we gave today. That was going to be a problem. We certainly, what well, with the points in the paint tonight, we ended up with 20, 38 instead of the 54. Ron Boone on it once again. Um, the interesting, so there's two things of interest, I think, here. One, let's go to the one positive tonight. The Jazz continue to be just incredible rebounding team. It was a pillar that they instituted this year. They wanted to be great at it. They grabbed 37% of their own misses. That kept them in the game for a little while. Thank goodness, because when you're shooting uh, 38% from the field and 28% from three, if you're not getting some of your misses, you're in a lot of trouble. And then defensively, they did a nice job tonight defending the glass on a pretty good offensive rebounding team. So Will Hardy made a really interesting question comment to David James on a question the other night when David James asked um, whether or not you know, when do you think you have enough sample size to be able to know what things are and when to make decisions? And Will Hardy said, like, honestly, you don't have enough time. You never have a good enough sample size by the time you got to make decisions. Um, The problem is, you know, you probably do need like 40, 50, 60 games. That's you're never getting that particularly when things aren't. And this was the telling comment. He said, particularly when things aren't going right. And so, you know, they've only lost two in a row, but they have lost five out of seven and they've had some real stinkers. I think that's what probably if I, If I'm Will Hardy and his coaching staff, what's bothering me is Sacramento, Phoenix, and tonight. Like, you just had some – you've had three of your seven games so far this year have just been – gotten run. Um, And so those, like – I don't know how soon till Will makes changes because he says they like to look at things as 10, 11-game stretches. It seems super early to go make very many changes or many adjustments, but on the other end, like he did say it. Like, it's hard. You don't have enough sample size to make them, but you have to – make them maybe earlier than you'd want to, um, particularly if things aren't going right. What I think is also interesting about it, though, Ron, if we're being perfectly honest about this, 
we don't have any guys that have like jumped forward to say like, I want that job. Like, right. you know, if you go look, find the guy who's struggling, find the guy behind him. Like nobody has really said like, Oh, I'm ready. That any decision that would be made at this point would, would not have evidence behind it really. I think would be the point. Right. I, I totally agree. Totally agree. And, and this is the discussion. I think that Will is probably having with his coaching staff um, and, you know, those guys, analytic guys putting numbers together on what players are playing well um, and what player gives you the most, especially a player coming off the bench, can give you the most coming off the bench. I mean, it makes an impact on the game. Uh, it's just coaching is hard. Oh, this coaching is, is real yeah, hard, yeah. especially when you're trying to build a basketball team. Uh, you don't have that star player, those two star players that can build bail you out on, on a number of times but uh, I can understand what Will will be going through here I, I know you mentioned and he mentioned that they're going to 10 game span right it's really likes yeah, uh, on how uh, decisions are made and, and so we'll be coming up on those this is our uh, eighth game, eighth and ninth, and we'll, well, it'll be 10 games by the time we go home off this trip. But if we're being really honest about it, and the, you know, the same things are obvious to Will and his coaching staff that are obvious to us and, yeah. and, and obvious to you who's listening. Like three of the seven games, they've gotten run out of the building. Okay, that's not good. No. Like that's problematic. Starting guards tonight were 11 of 34 from the field. Like there's no hiding. The beauty, Will always says, is like there's no hiding the truth. Like the truth is out there right in front of you. Um, and so, you know, 11 of 34 in your guard line is not going to get it done. At the same time, Colin Sexton came in. They put the ball in his hands and let him make a bunch, try to make plays. He turned over six times. So that's not going to get it done. So, you know, it's it's difficult right now. Um, and I think we're – I think that the, maybe maybe the biggest thing I would say right now and, and be your thought – I need your thoughts as a player on this because I, I think I'm speaking as a fan a little bit. The three out of seven games where you've just gotten waxed are really deflating, I think, as Jazz fans right now. Yes. Are they deflating for players? Like, are the players teetering on the edge of, like, being deflated because of the fact that they've gotten blown out in three out of seven games, or is just a loss a loss? I, I think there might be a couple, some, maybe a couple, maybe two or three that's getting deflated, especially the ones that, that are not playing well, the ones that are, that are used to shooting a great percentage or, or playing uh, some stellar defense and that type of thing. And, and now there's it's, it's, it's difficult. You know, it might be. But, it, you know, hopefully Will can keep everyone focused and and uh, and, and – you know, regain something there that's going to win basketball. The, the, the big thing here, David, is that when you start looking at when you're getting blown off the floor, it's, it's a different story if you're winning, if you're close to win basketball games. Now you think, okay, one uh, play here, maybe a bad decision I made here with substitution, that, that type of thing with one. But when you're getting blown off the floor, I mean, there's a, a lot of things that go, go through the coach's mind on whether or not, uh, you know, to make a move or, you know, just it's – like I said earlier, coaching is really yeah, it's really hard. And this, and this yeah. is this second year coach for Will is this, this tough one. All right, uh, stars tonight: uh, Lowry, Marketing, and I think Ochai Baji. That's very easy. Yes. Yeah. Let's go that way. All right. That is that. Jazz lose, and nicely enough, they've taken the score off every single board in the whole building, so we'll never need to tell. Oh, oh, yeah, it's right there. One twenty-three to ninety-five. Yeah. See you.